Welcome to the 724 Life Podcast. I'm Lee Towns, the founder and pastor of 724 Life. At 724 Life, we are committed to helping you passionately follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every area of your life. Please be sure that you are fully connected with us by following and liking our Facebook and Instagram accounts at 724 Life Ministry. Also, subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. Or you can follow me on Vimeo at Lee Towns. And of course, subscribe to and like this podcast. On these podcasts, we'll be sharing teaching and conversations about how you can experience and follow Jesus in every area of your life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So let's get started today. Thanks for joining us. Hi, welcome to the 724 Life Podcast. I'm Lee Towns. I'm the founder and the pastor here at 724 Life. And uh, what I like to do sometimes with the podcast is uh, set up a video or actually take the video a step further. And so I ask uh, someone to watch the video and then kind of take the role of you, the listener, and ask some questions that may help clarify or take us a little deeper in the video. And so I've asked Carla Towns, my wife, to do that uh, this time and to give some input to what she saw and heard and uh, asked some questions. So, Carla, thanks for doing that. And uh, I'm going to turn now the anchor over to you and let you ask the questions, and I'll try to answer so that uh, we can dig a little deeper at that video. Thanks for having me. I, it's kind of fun to be able to put you on the spot and ask you questions. So, <laughs> um, Actually, just after listening to the video, the first question I wanted to ask you is, um, I know you shared several verses, but do you have a particular, like a favorite or a especially meaningful verse right now on waiting? Well, there's um, two of them. As I talked about in the video, um, there's, there is out of my quiet time, kind of the recent verse, uh, I, I make my way through the Psalms and, and um, I was starting again, you know, a lap through the Psalms. And in Psalm 5, David talks about waiting. He talks about waiting all through the Psalms. But, but in Psalm 5 in particular, what kind of started my thinking was, uh, he said, I, I, in the morning, I make my petitions, make my requests, make my thoughts, Lord, known to you. And then all day long, I wait expectantly. And then, of course, the go-to verse is that verse out of Isaiah 40 that says, They that wait upon the Lord. They'll renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll walk and not be weary. They'll run and not faint. Um, and, you know, that kind of casts a shadow of, of a waiting period as far as kind of a lifetime favorite verse. Do you think that verse in Isaiah means that the more often that you wait on the Lord for something, each time you get a little bit stronger in your waiting? I do. I think there's I think there's nuances to that um, to that verse. There's the, there's the renewal of the strength that I think is there. And I, I hadn't thought about it until I really started digging in, in this lap, but that, that waiting forces us to take a break kind of thing. We can't work at something. So there's that part where there's the renewal of the strength, but I I'm confident that waiting is a muscle building activity. And every time we wait, yeah, I think it does build muscles, build spiritual muscles. But I think it's beyond that. I think it builds character muscles. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've, I've thought about that a lot lately. And it's interesting you chose that verse because I that's kind of a question I've had. Like, 
I feel like every time I wait, I do get a little bit stronger. Yeah. It's like waiting is going to the gym and working out. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes as painful. And exactly. I think I do waiting more than I go to the gym, though. <laughs> so share with us um, one of the most difficult times that you've had in waiting. Well, I mean, waiting in general is hard for me. I, I am an impatient person. I know you don't see me that way, but I do. I, I know the restlessness in my heart. So any waiting uh, is hard. I, I think I'm in one of those most difficult seasons, though. I, I, uh, I've taken kind of a leap of faith uh, in this whole startup of 724 Life and um, it, the journey started in terms of my restlessness of what I was currently doing and then the transition. It, it started actually probably a couple of years ago, but really the big leap of faith was about a year ago. And, um, and I'm just kind of waiting, you know, and I felt like a year ago, the Lord asked me to take a step of faith and that he would tell me every step of the way. And, and he wasn't going to tell me the end. It's kind of first time in my life that I didn't have a clear target um, in terms of this is where we're headed, this is what we're doing, uh, you know, with with my life. And and this season, God really made it clear to me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you that clear target. I'm gonna give you the next step. And and that in and of itself is a waiting piece. And so. You know, I, I'm trying to be patient, but I'm in that season where I'm saying, "Okay, Lord, I'm waiting on you to to give me clarity, to give me the next step, to give me the big picture, um, and to give me, I mean, just to make it really practical, to give me financial stability. I mean, I I'm I've kind of left left financial security and I don't get a paycheck anymore. And, and, you know, I, I know for some listeners, that's probably a place where they are in maybe a different way than I am, but, but that, okay, Lord, are you going to provide, you know, and am I going to have my feet underneath me again? And uh, this has been one of those seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember when you entered or we entered because it, when you're married, right, your decision of waiting affects those that are part of your family, those that live yeah, with you. Yeah. I remember you said when we entered the season, I know two things. And here we are almost a year later, and we still know those two things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but where, And those two things are where I'm not supposed to be and where I am supposed exactly. to be. That, and that was just, that was about all I had. Exactly. And, and, and one year later... We know those two things. Yeah, yeah. But we also can say God has provided, He is providing. Yeah. May not be in a conventional way, may not be what we expected, but He is faithful. We yeah. knew that. Right. But I think we learned that because we've been waiting in seasons before. Right, right. Um, you talked about character being developed out of waiting. Expand on that a little bit more. Like what? type of character besides patience, like you alluded to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there's an awful lot of character that gets developed in the waiting. I, I, I like character qualities that, um, I, I, I can look at Galatians five, for example, and say, here's the fruit of the spirit. And, and there's certainly spiritual qualities that surface 
in waiting seasons. But there, I just think in general, there is character development that happens in waiting that doesn't happen when we have immediate gratification. Um, so yes, there's the makes me tough. There's the patience, uh, but there's but there's a there's a peacefulness, a, a character quality of peacefulness that happens in the waiting that's a result of the waiting. There's a character quality of focus that happens in the waiting um, that that we are we are intentional. Um, that we are forward looking, that we are hope filled. Um, those are things that happen in the waiting and we don't think about them because the truth of the matter is in the waiting, uh, sometimes it feels like those things are absent. Like, like in a waiting period, it's hard to, in the middle of it, it's hard to say, well, I'm a hope filled, optimistic person because it doesn't feel that way. I, I, you know, I'm going, I want this, I need this, I, you know, whatever that that wait piece is, and and we don't... Sometimes a waiting period feels really absent of hope. Right, right. But waiting makes us Mm hope-filled. And uh, I think think waiting makes us kinder uh, because it causes, it gives us a uh, kind of a a, a sense of empathy that, uh, you know, we might not, in fact, I don't think we would have. I, I think there are layers and layers and layers of character qualities that get developed. Those are just a few. That mm-hmm. that intentionality, that optimistic, hope-filled uh, quality, that, um, of course, patience without a doubt. And, and I think uh, those things um, don't occur unless we wait. So, so like, like in the immediate instant gratification culture that we're in, I think we may be robbing ourselves of that kind of person, of that kind of character. Do do you think the absence of waiting in our culture has kind of diminished the character of our culture? I I do. I I think it has made us pessimistic. It's made us harsh. It's made us angry. Uh, It's made us... um, uh, I don't know what the opposite of focused is, but, but it's made us just a mess kind of, you know, and, and I think that in trying to get the instant, uh, we're stealing something away from ourselves, something really good, you know, cause it's easy. I think a part of my thought process in bringing that up, that character is developed in waiting is it's easy for us to say, well, yeah, okay, waiting makes us tough or waiting makes us patient, but isn't that kind of, we look at it like we're, like we're redeeming waiting, like, you know, like finding the silver lining, you know, uh, making lemonade out of lemons, you know, so I've got this lemon of a reality uh, that I'm, I'm in a waiting period. So I'm going to make the best of it, Mm -hmm. making the best of it. Okay. Well, it makes me more patient, but we, so, so in saying that we go, okay, I can, I can make a good thing out of something bad, but I actually think there is a very intentional good that comes when we wait that, that when we don't wait, we don't get, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like saying, you know, I, I go to the gym and it hurts and it, it's, it's exhausting and you know, all of that kind of thing. But I go to the gym because it makes me healthier. It makes me fitter. It makes me stronger. You know, all of, even down to it rehabilitates mm-hmm. broken places in my life. And, 
and that that's a that's not just a make a good thing out of a necessary evil of the gym, but it's a there's a reality that there is a good outcome caused by this challenging circumstance of working out at the gym. I think waiting is that you can't bypass the gym and get to strength. Mm-hmm. You can't bypass the gym and get to health. You can't bypass the gym and get to a rehabilitated, you know, like, like a knee or whatever. And, and in the same way, you can't get to some of these outcomes without waiting. You know, you talked about, um, waiting sweetens the reward Mm -hmm. and you use the example of microwaves instapots yeah and i just was thinking about that in kind of a funny way of if if i was going to a restaurant or someone's home and they said hey i'm gonna throw a few things in the microwave and we're gonna have dinner or hey i want to cook this like let's say it's a meal for a holiday I'd much rather go for the holiday meal or go to the restaurant where the chef has been preparing all day than going someplace where they just microwave something. So that's just kind of a real practical, like a slow cooker smells throughout the house when you're using it versus microwave. There's really no smell that comes with that food. So that's just a practical way of, yeah, it does sweeten a reward and kind of a good reminder. Right. Right. Um, share a time because you talked about waiting clarifies. So share a time when um, you were waiting and it clarified things and then you saw your desires actually change or tweak a little after waiting. Wow. That um, <laughs> I'm cherry picking. So, you know, what? Do we, there's so many times where that's happened because I, I can look at waiting and you know, in every instance of waiting, there's been some degree of clarification um, that has happened uh, in a real pragmatic way. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, we we bought a car, and it took us a long time to buy. Well, a car. that was because I <laughs> took a long time. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I was developing you character go. in there you. Now you I can say that waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for those curious, it was well over one year. Yeah, yeah. We we shopped and we looked and you know, but in the waiting, uh, you know, there were a whole lot of things that were kind of on the wish list um, for me in looking for the car, and um, I discovered, you know, as I waited, there were a whole bunch of those things that I didn't really want. You know, I I had enough time to sit with the idea, enough time to you know, explore it a little further, enough time to, you know, really sift through and decide these are the features I want. And these, this is the money I want to pay. This is, you know, here were the values. And, you know, in the moment, you know, we had a early on encounter where it was like, okay, I could go get this right now. And if I'd have gone and gotten that right then, uh, I'd have wound up with things that, you know, I, I would have paid more money. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, because the thing I was looking at was more money. Uh, I would have, uh, wound up with features that I really, at the end of the day, didn't want. And, uh, so I, the waiting helped me be clearer, uh, about, you know, 
what I wanted. And so in buying the car, that's a, that's a good prac practical illustration. Part of, part of what I want, want this conversation to be is, is practical, yeah. you know, so it's not in theory, probably there are other people that are waiting on making purchases that's non, you know, emotional, you know, in reality. Um, but as you wait, that's a good, good place where you go. Oh yeah. That it clean, cleans it up, clear, clears it up, clarifies it. Yeah. And, and I know I was the main reason we waited, but we've had the car now almost as long as we waited to get the car. Right. And I can say from my experience, I've not regretted my right. decision. Right. Yep. Because we took time with it. Right. And and a car is a major purchase, but not a life decision. Right. So I can see where if you're waiting in a life decision, yeah. how much um, wiser is it to be 100% confident right. and to just kind of wait to see what God brings about in right. that. Right. Um, so what would you say to a person that says, I'm waiting but I'm not hope filled. I don't feel any hope. Yeah. How can you change that? Yeah. That's a part of why, um, I included that, you know, what do you do in the waiting and that choosing joyful, um, gratitude, um, that, that thread of joyful gratitude, you know, you, you, the way you find joyful gratitude is not just, um, Oh, well, there's a flower in the middle of the desert. But finding joyful gratitude is actually what I meant by that is looking deliberately for the ways in which progress is being made. Mm-hmm. And and in the waiting, it feels like no progress is mm-hmm. being made. And so you you have to actively engage in saying, okay, here's the thing. You know, like it's not the end. It's not might not even be what I wanted in the process. But here's a thing that's happening, you know, and. And I can see where God is involved in this. There's, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, you know, it's finding the God fingerprints in the weight, mm-hmm. you know. So so choosing to say, okay, I'm in this waiting place, but in this waiting place, uh, I'm, I see something here. Mm-hmm. I see God doing something. I see God at work. You know, I've had the occasion to be around, uh, um, construction projects periodically in my life, whether it was, you know, a, a home, uh, like a construction project at home, or, you know, I've led a couple of building projects, um, it, you know, in my work and, and, you know, there are points in time where in the waiting for the project to be completed, that it's fun, you know, so they're framing it up. And so you can see like, they're like, I remember we put a pool in yeah. years ago and, you know, it went from there was no hole to now there's a hole. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so big exciting something. moment. But then there were parts of it where I had to really work to find the progress to go, okay, what did they come out here and do today? Mm-hmm. And it was small, but it was significant because it helped make the project better. And it, it was, you know, it gave integrity to the project, but it was small. And in the waiting, it's finding the sm- those small things when the, because there are those seasons where it's hard to be hopeful because they're the small work is being done. And so it's little small pieces and finding God at work in every moment of mm-hmm. it. And that shifts it. When you say, okay, today I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to joyfully be grateful for this little thing that God is doing because I know this little thing is going to be awesome, you know, in the end. Yeah, I know. Um, one thing that our family has done that 
We actually started, I believe it was November of 2019. Yeah. And it followed a sermon that you preached where you challenged people to, in the morning, in the evening, name three things that you're grateful for, speak right. it out loud, write it down, three in the morning, three in the evening. Right. Well, if you go back and look at the calendar, November 2019, right. none of us knew what was coming in March of 2020 right. when... For the first time in our lifetime, we experienced something in our country, in our world that we'd never experienced. Right. And I look back and I and I think of that, plus the decision that we made last summer to step out in faith and to enter a season of waiting. And I'm excited to say that as a family, all four of us, we have two adult children. At the time, we lived in different places. Um, so we just started a Facebook group. Right. Called, and we call it Family Thankfuls. And all we do in that textbook... A text message. Text message. Sorry. Sorry, not a Facebook group, (laughs) but a text message group. And um, one of the reasons we separated it out from all our other family texts is so we can look back on those days when we don't feel very hope-filled. Right. right. And we can say, oh, goodness, like, this is what God did yesterday, a month ago. And so we're on a streak that's been going since November 2019, and I can't believe how much we would need that going forward. Right, right. But God prepared it. And I, you know, in in my daily process, I'm taking it one half step further in that I am, I'm choosing to say not only here are the things in my life I'm thankful for, which, you know, is an important part of this journey, but I'm choosing to say, okay, here's something specifically related to what I'm waiting for Mm -hmm. that. I can look and I can say, that's a good thing. May not feel good today, but I know that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And and that good thing is is leading me to the outcome, you know, that I want. And and that i think the the thing I'm learning is it's not just the again, I use the illustration of praying for food and, you know, not being particularly thankful because yeah. I was starving kind of thing but but I think that's the one of the things that I'm learning is it's not just the obligatory okay I'm thankful for this but really finding I can say yay god on this thing today because this thing is a step it may be a tiny inch of a step but it's a step mm-hmm. okay so kind of a funny question for you but you use the illustration of bananas <laughs> and waiting for bananas to ripen. <laughs> I know because I live with you that you would like to eat a banana every day. Yeah. Why a banana? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's just, it's kind of a funny thing from my childhood. Uh, and, you know, now that I'm an adult and get to make choices for myself, uh, this is a choice I've chosen <laughs> uh, or I've made. Uh, so I grew up in a family of, four kids and uh you know three three of us being boys and then my youngest uh sibling is my sister and um in our house uh food was at a premium when we were teenagers so you know we'd kind of be waiting for mom at the door when groceries would come in and uh uh take our favorites and hide it (laughs) and fruit was not something you could take and hide and when you're trying to feed you know four teenagers particularly three of which are growing boys um, not often did a bunch of bananas come to the house and 
not often did those bananas um, stay anywhere near. So the way that um, it got portioned out in our house was, you know, we uh, would have bananas available often for breakfast, not all the time, but for breakfast for our cereal, you know, cause they were to be cut up and put on our cornflakes. And, uh, that's why mom bought them. So, uh, off the way it always seemed to work was you got a half a banana yeah. <laughs> because you're sharing it out over all these starving kids. And, uh, and just, you know, the older I got, you know, I was like, okay, I just want a banana. That's the way my day starts. <laughs> and so it's my little holdover from childhood. So it's kind of like this luxury exactly. that you afford it's yourself a, it's in adulthood. It's a luxury choice that I said, I'm an adult now, I can have a banana. I guess there are worse things you could want Absolutely. to have every day. <laughs> Absolutely. So. so back to a more serious note, you talked about um, there are things we can do while we're waiting. And one of those was um, keep pursuing godliness. Yeah. Give me a way to practically pursue godliness well simple ways you know just continue to keep his directions right Mm -hmm. you know so choosing to be honest choosing to be faithful choosing you know continuing to be obedient to the to the known directives that god has given us but you know there are for mo for many of us maybe not most of us but for many of us it's not about keeping the ten commandments that's that's a rhythm that's in our life you know and 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 godliness is is a, it's a kind of a different slice for us or a step beyond keeping the big 10 uh and so f- being faithful you know to be in the word uh reading from the bible regularly and then not just reading it and i think that's one of the things that um uh, is easy for us to do the older we get and the longer we follow jesus is we just kind of read it and it, and it's almost feels like white noise because mm-hmm. it's so routine that we've read it and we don't do that discipline that as probably younger, earlier followers of Jesus, we would have done that just said this. Okay. So I've read the Bible. What do I do with this mm-hmm. today? You know, what do I need to keep doing? What do I need to stop doing? What, what do I need more of? What do I need you know less of? And so pursuing godliness is that. And then maybe another simple thing that kind of goes hand in hand with this godliness piece. But it's, you know, when we talk about our relationship with Jesus, we talk about read the Bible and pray. And there's a reason why that goes together. And and it's that, that it creates then a conversational relationship with God that there's, that there is the, okay, I've heard God's voice in what he said in the Bible. I've made my request to God and what I've said in prayer. But then there's also an, an ethos, I guess is the best way to describe it, of that relationship where now myself and God are interacting through the Holy Spirit at work. And so that prayer and that reading, God starts to talk to us. Which goes back to your verse in Psalm. Right. That David says, I made my request, and now I'm eagerly anticipating, expecting, I'm looking for your response. I'm looking for you to speak to me about this. And sometimes he speaks directly about that request I've made, that thing I'm waiting for. But then there are times where he says, be kinder, be slower, be 
you know, more patient. Be He's working on those nuances of living out the character qualities of God. That's being godly. That's working on that. There's a, I, I think I referenced it in the video. The There's a phrase that I picked up from a sitcom, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. It comes out of recovery, but it's the do the next good thing. And, um, and, and I think that's a, that's a great principle for us in the waiting in pursuing godliness. Yeah. Do the next good thing. Don't, you know, a day, uh, Paul writes it. Uh, I believe it's Paul. He says, let us not weary in doing good. Uh, we need to, we need to keep doing good and we need to keep listening to that stuff that God is saying to us through his word, through those promptings as we pray, through the counsel of others, and doing good. Continue to pursue being a godlike person. Now, when I say godlike, I don't mean deifying ourselves, yeah. but I mean behaving in the way that we see God behaving, in the way we saw Jesus behave, developing that character. Godly quality. character. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a good word for, um, that's a good rationale for, why you should perhaps journal. Right. Because if you're going to do what David said in the psalm, sometimes... Which the psalms were his journal. Absolutely. I mean, we get and, to read his journal. And sometimes we get so busy with our day, we forget what we prayed. Right. So even if it's a word or two, write it down. Right. At the end of the day, do the exercise of, okay, did I see God answer this? Because you may find out you're in a period of waiting more than you think you exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think waiting is far more present than we realize. Yeah, I think yeah. it's more common. Um you talked about serving and you said serving contextualizes our situation. Yeah. Break that out a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, what I found in my own life and in coaching others, um, as they have pursued Jesus, um, I found that when we make others more important, when we give ourselves away to others, my life gets a different perspective. You know, the it's uh, sometimes our life can feel way over dramatic. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, at least for me, that's true. I, yeah. I mean, I can make mountains out of molehills yeah. in my life. And and then what happens, it's kind of like what the, you know, what the Internet does to us. You know, I, I've got this ache. You know, yep. whether it's a physical ache or a heartache, you know, I, I've got this ache and then I Google it and I make it worse. Right. Yeah, bad decision. And so I, my whole orbit is about my situation. And, and, and when my whole orbit is about my situation, then I make it worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's not, this not bad. That's not what I'm trying to say, but, but we overinflate it. And when we start giving ourselves away to others, one, we just don't have energy and time to overinflate yeah. it, right? I mean, you know, because we because we already have busy lives, and finding space in busy lives to care about another, you know, and give myself away to another uh, is our is a challenge. And so, I'm too tired, I'm too busy to yeah. overinflate my situation. But but there's a great big world out there, you know. And I I know we all kind of grew up probably with moms or grandmas or you know somebody in our life that reminded us that somebody somewhere has it worse than us but but there is a truth to that principle that that when we start rubbing shoulders with other people it doesn't make our problem smaller but but it does make our problem it puts it in perspective you know 
there's that old saying, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all of a sudden find out, wow, other people are waiting too. Yeah. And, and other people are waiting for all what I'm waiting for. Or, hey, I'm waiting for this thing. And yes, it hurts. And yes, it's hard. But man, I could be waiting for. Yeah. And you start seeing that. And so it, it does. It puts our life in perspective. Um, it, and it keeps us from obsessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So another fun little thing here. Yeah. So um, I know you've been doing Uber Eats. Yeah. And I ride along with you a lot of times yeah. with that. And um, I know you love meeting people when you do Uber I Eats. I do. <laughs> Most people that are delivery um, drivers, they love the note that says meet, um, leave at door. Yeah. But you love the note that says meet at door. I do. <laughs> I know for an extrovert, 2020 was a really long year. <laughs> and then when you move in the middle of oh, it, 2,400 yeah. miles, yep. You, we still don't know a lot of people because up until recently, you haven't been able to meet a lot of people. Right. Um, what's your slogan for Uber Eats? <laughs> yeah, I, I say I am spreading joy one delivery <laughs> at a time. <laughs> And you take it very seriously. If he could only be your Uber Eats you driver, you probably would order at least every other night. So um, um, as we get ready to wrap up, just if somebody's listening and they say, I don't think I've ever waited on God. What would you say to that person? And should you challenge them to pray a dangerous, uncomfortable prayer? <laughs> Well, yeah, the, so the first thing I'd, I mean, I don't know if I'd say this, uh, I need to measure how I respond. My first thought is you probably have, mm-hmm. and you just don't know you have, um, you, you know, there's, there are things in your life, uh, inevitably, if you're a human being that you're waiting for that, frankly, if you were honest, both with yourself and those who are listening to you, um, you would say, I'm waiting for supernatural intervention yeah. on something. Well, that's waiting on God. It is. Mm-hmm. And and you may wait th- your entire life, and it may na- na- not come to fruition, but but that's waiting on God. Um, I think it's a good process yeah. for every person to wait on God. I, I mean, I've, I started this whole kind of premise that waiting is good for us, and it develops something in us. So, yeah, I would. I, I'd encourage you to say, hey, God, I, I want to wait on you. Now, that's a prayer God loves answering. Yeah. That's why <laughs> and, I said dangerous. It is a, yeah. And a, that's, so that is what makes it dangerous is that God, you know, God is going to answer it. And uh, here, here's, here's what's true. Um, every follower of Jesus is waiting on God in some way. Every follower of Jesus. So probably the first thing I would think if you said to me, um, you know, I don't think I've ever waited on God. The first thing I would think and probably respond to you is, well, maybe you don't completely understand a relationship with God. Maybe, yeah. maybe you have a informational kind of understanding of God. Maybe you've done the research about God. Maybe you've heard stories of God, but you probably don't know God. Um, at least not in a relational way. And here's what's really cool is God doesn't want you just to know about him. Yeah. You know, God wants you to have a relationship with him. 
And God wants that relationship to be vital and vibrant and growing. And, and, and if you allow yourself to get to know God in a relational way, you're going to like, like one of those friendships that, you know, you start that, um, becomes a best friend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, you're gonna so find your relationship with God meaningful and rich in your life that you're going to want it to be more and more and more. Um, there's a Psalm David wrote taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And the idea behind that is look, you may just kind of start, you know, with a, okay, I'd like a relationship with God, but you know, I don't know how close I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David says, that's all right. Just check it out. Because when you step into that, you're going to find, that um, that's a relationship you want to pay attention to and you want to go deeper. And every relationship that has vitality has waiting. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And, and so without, without being judgmental, that's, that's not what I mean at all. I, I, would I would say to you, if you haven't waited on God, well, why don't you start a relationship with him? Because there is something really wonderful that happens in the waiting. That's so go back to that. Yeah. You know, the waiting makes the payoff sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is something really wonderful that happens in the waiting. And, and I, I guess my premise in this whole like video and now this conversation is this, that waiting, it's a really good thing that we should desire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good thing that we should desire. And so I would say to you, if you don't have a relationship with God, hey, reach out to me. You yeah. Know, uh, send me an email. Absolutely. Post a comment. Let's talk. I, Absolutely. I, I would love to introduce you to a God that's worth waiting for. Yeah. I would also say if you have any comments or questions from the video or the podcast version or even this conversation, yeah. put those in the comments, DM, right. email, Right. The email, you can go we're, right we're to the website. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, both of those accounts, 724 Life Ministry. Uh, we have a website, 724life.org, the number seven, number two, number four, uh, life.org. And, uh, and of course, we have a YouTube channel and a Vimeo channel. So yeah. pick your uh, pick your path of how I you I believe Vimeo is actually Lee Towns, isn't it? Yeah, Vimeo is Lee Towns. YouTube is 724life. I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. And then our Facebook and Instagram are um, 724Life Ministry. Ministry. So. And if you'll like us, follow us on YouTube, Vimeo, if you'll subscribe, then you can set notifications up. So yep. as soon as a new podcast or video hit, yep. you'll be the first to know about it. Yep. Good. Thanks, Carla, for asking the questions. I hope maybe some of these questions kind of hit the mark for other people that have watched yeah. the video. If not, ask them. That's right. That's right. If we haven't answered your question, we would love to. So submit those questions and we'll have added it on another episode. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today for our 724 Life podcast. We hope that it has been helpful as you endeavor to follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every part of your life. Be sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear future episodes. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 724 Life Ministry. 
and subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. I hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you next time.